paternal love. So men between brothers is actually, men between men has a fatherly aspect to it where we challenge each other, we lift up each other, we see each other, we have high expectations of each other and we trust each other to, it's like, hey, my son, you've got this. Hey, bro, you've got this. You can do it. All right, guys, we hit the top of the hour. So we're going to start. Um, so I want to start with a question, guys. What is the symbol, a visual symbol of masculinity? Paul, can you sh make me? Sh oh, yeah, I can share my screen now. Yeah. This. <laughs> so this is uh, the probably the most known symbols of masculinity and femininity, oh, right? That's what you mean. Mm -hmm. The one on the on the right side usually symbolizes masculinity, and then uh, so both of them uh, have the circle, which which uh, is the is the common part between men and women. It's a, it's a being being human, uh, but the masculine part uh, has has an arrow, and um, an arrow is a symbol of of a direction, or 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 a movement or aim, heading somewhere, and. Uh, you might think that that's what what being a man is. It's about movement and um, striving towards. And it's the, the the arrow is is pointing forward and upward. So that's the direction where we as men develop. Um, but the the movement part is is interesting because in a way you might say that being a man is about becoming. That you are never fully a man. You can there's always more of a man that you can be. And which, which, with each uh, decision that you make, and each challenge that you overcome, and e each action that you take, you become more of a man. Um, but you might ask yourself, where, where is is the the arrow pointing? Like, what's the what is the direction? What is the vision? And to answer that question, you first need to know who you are. You need to know who you are in order to. To know where you're going. Um, so I would like to start first with the with the who you are, who are you question, but it is a it is a rather big um, big question. Like where to start? Try even trying to answer it. Um, you can you can approach this question from many different angles. You can say, like I am a man, or I am Polish, or you, I can describe you how I look like, uh, or what do I do. Um, so it's a very generic and wide question. Um, so in order to to find an answer, we have to start somewhere, and it, it's, it's the best to start in the beginning. So in the roots. So where do we come from? So each of us is a, is is kind came to this world from from parents, from from a mother and a father. So that's that's the basic of our identity. Um, and especially the father played a, a role because we as men, when we were two or three, we, we recognized that we are men and we are more like the father than like the mother. And we wanted to be like him. And when we were three, our psyche was the most moldable. So it, it made a huge imprint or an impact on us uh, that we wanted to be like the father. So to start to construct, to build your identity, you might think like, who is my father? Or who was if he's deceased? 
and what what are his beliefs and what are his values and that doesn't mean that you have to be like your father so if my father was a carpenter i have, I have to be a carpenter or if he was a soldier i have to be a soldier but that's just your starting point that just just the foundation of who who you are or who are you becoming um and you might also think of of not only your father but your also your grandfathers your forefathers and and your your uncles like where do you come from so one part of your of of the basic of your identity is the roots and the other is the culture so it's the surroundings it's it's the people around you and nowadays many people say that identity is 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 a subjective arbitrary thing like i say that i'm this and you guys have to accept that that's what i am but actually identity is being negotiated with the surrounding so if i if i say that i am french you would guys ask me like hey do you speak french and i would say like no i don't and you would say ah okay but your parents are french right and i would say no they not okay but you live in france right no no i don't ah come on you're not french <laughs> right you have to so so the identity is a, is a combination of what i feel and think i am but and what the surroundings think about me and 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 what who they think i am um so that's the first two building building like two 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 parts of the foundation of who we are uh, and then we can on on top of that we can build a, a build our identity um and ask ourselves like what is the purpose of our lives or or what is the purpose of my life um and uh, i will share the screen here again so uh there is this this is a little more practical part of it uh, of the presentation um there is this model um of of building your identity and your vision um so we start at the bottom with the roots. So that's what I what I just said about your forefathers and the culture that you come from, and that is fixed. Um, so that's you don't have an influence on that part. You you may you may live in a um, like you might try to reject if your father, especially if your father was abusive, for example, you might want to reject him. Uh, but then you can also ask yourself a question: Is it? Is it better for a tree to have rotten or maybe weak roots or not, no roots? I think it's better even if they are not very good, but still have some roots. It's 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 making the tree stronger. So these are the two basic things, uh, roots, the, the, the culture and the, and the forefathers. And then uh, there are very basic parts of your life that you can align in order to build a vision. Um, and the first the first part I want to start is is the job and slash education. So um, we need to be financially independent to have level of freedom to create our lives and be become our full potential. And and if you are in your twenties, I would say it's fair enough if you if you are not financially independent. But anything after that, it's like. That's the first part that you have to start. If if that's not in order, if you live with your parents and you are in your thirties, that's that's the first thing that you start with building your vision and pu pu pulling your life forward. 
And even if you are in your 20s and you uh, you are still at the university, perhaps it's good to find a job and 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 uh, get some financial stability on your own. Unless you are the best student in your group, then probably you have some time to do some evening jobs. Um, the second part of um, of the very basics is is the practices. So it's um, it's your personal development. It might be your prayers, your your workouts, uh, meditations, uh, whatever. Like if you have a job established, you still have should increase your your competences and you in develop your skills and and develop spiritually. And the third part is is the free time. Um, so nowadays, most of us, I imagine, and, and most of the people in contemporary society uh, are are scrolling a lot through Facebook and have a lot of addictions. Uh, pornography is a big thing, mostly among young men. Um, so the, the suggestion is like to to think about how I spend my free time and and consciously plan it. And the things that might come up is like martial arts is a very good way to to spend your free time and it and builds also confidence and and teaches you how to overcome challenges. Uh, but also hiking, hiking, singing. I can recommend dancing like with a partner, with a woman. It also teaches you how to lead a woman. And, and it's also very enjoyable. And so uh, that's the third third basic block. Um, and if you have those three in more or less at least in intact, then you can follow to to straighten the relationships of with your family and friends. And with the family, I mean your your parents, your siblings, mm, mostly your parents, that's the most usually the most difficult relationships. Um, and I don't feel very competent to tell you how to do it, but if if they are if I for me the the the, the like a marking point of a healthy relationship with the parents is like if you can hang out with your parents for 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 like extended time and you are not very triggered and you can spend time with them and enjoy it, then I think that's pretty good. Uh, but if you cannot, then I guess it it needs therapy or like professional help. I I don't feel like competent to guide you in that in that realm. Um, but when it comes to friends, uh, I think it's a little easier. Uh, a lot of us, uh, myself included, had years of like mostly drinking with friends, which was like that, that was the default thing that we would do. And uh, I would I would say that it's um, if that's if that's your case, it's good to to inspire the guys and say like, hey guys, let's go for a hike instead of drinking and, and take them out of this this bubble. I think it's very often this circle of guys who drink together, it's just lacking ideas or or, or a leader who would, who would suggest something else. So it's just like a kind of perpetuate uh, habit of, of just drinking and watching sports. Um, but, uh, but, what, but it is important to keep peers uh, and friends because from my experience, they allow me to, to balance both my insecurities and my, my pride so when I whenever I meet my friends, especially the old guys that I know for years, um, I can see that whatever I feel insecure about, I see like, oh, they are also maybe insecure about that. Or maybe they also are not, you know, like they are in the same place in a way. And whenever I'm like too proud of myself, I can see also that, oh, but they also have some other f 
virtues or some other things developed better than me. So it teaches me humility. And yeah, and then there's there's at the top of the pyramid or, or almost at the top, the second player, uh, there's um, intimate relationship and children. It's obviously not a necessity. Like the, I think that the bottom part is like a necessity for each of us. Intimate relationship with children, if if you decide to go ascetic, uh, for example, you that you don't have that part. Uh, I I myself also don't have children, and I just broke up with my girlfriend, so I also don't have an intimate relationship. But I believe that they are um, they are the 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 building blocks. That, like you, these are the people that you spend the most time with, or like they 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 will go through your life till the end. So it's very important to have your intimate relationship and and care for the intimacy and and nurture it and and also bring up your children so they can one day stand up for themselves and and I also believe that they are the relationships that can bring you the most fulfillment in the long run if you straighten them up so these are all the building blocks and at the very top there's the eye so what is the eye and the eye symbolizes vision right like we see through the eyes and it also symbolizes God in the way the uh, uh, God's uh, what is uh, I'm lacking the English word um, but yeah it, it symbolizes vision or God or it might be also just the biggest virtue that you want to build your life around it might be truth it might be beauty it might be love um if a lot of us might think like yeah I speak truth I don't lie um but um, there are big lies and there are small lies. And uh, of course, a big lie is like, I've done something and somebody asked me like, hey, did you do it? And I would say like, no, I didn't. And of course, it's a, it's a big lie. It's like straightforward. But there are also some smaller lies, like making myself small in front of others to get their approval or, or like that they like me or, or maybe make myself big and like a little bit over overstate my achievements to to impress somebody and i believe all of us do it to a certain extent and so you can also dedicate your life towards truth and um, and be more of a truth speaker uh, so so the question is like what is at the top of the pyramid for you um, and and um, Yeah, what's the what's the ultimate goal? What's the what's what's the direction of your life? And we might build the pyramid from the top down to the bottom and first find the find the what is the eye in our lives and align all the elements up to it. Or if we don't know, then we can build from bottom up. We can start with the the simplest building blocks of our lives uh, in order to find out what is at the top. And I believe that those two approaches are not mutually exclusive. They are, we, we iterate. The, the more we make balance out of each of the blocks, the, the clearer the eye becomes. The clearer the eye becomes, the more it, it nurtures the, the pieces in the bottom. And so yeah, the question for, for us guys is like that I have two I prepared two questions. Um one is more uh, um, more um, abstract, 
and the second one is a, a little more more practical and and because it's nine of us um maybe we can split in two and make two two uh, uh subgroups or what you call them breakout rooms and and ponder on that but before that um what are your comments guys what are the questions for the presentation I'll, I'll just say I thought I thought it was an excellent uh, presentation, Paulo. I, I really appreciate the kind of structure and framework for thinking about this this problem. I think I think it seems very valuable. And then the insight that I had listening to you was just that for myself, I, I like that you had the I at the top, and you know while there's an E Y E I, then I think a lot of us like the default for our culture and also just. You know, it's so unavoidable, I think, for all of humankind is that there's an I as in like just the, the letter I, like me up at the top there, right? Mm. And so we put we create the idol of the self or the, the ego, and we put that up there and it's and it becomes about the selfish realization of all the things that I think that I need in order to make myself happy and get the most pleasure and enjoyment out of my right. life. And then right. you know, wiser men than myself have found that, and, and I'm starting to realize this, how, how this isn't a long-term productive strategy and and that's mm. something that i think is only it comes like i think i think when you're young like you you kind of it's it's just you have to put yourself up there uh that at least that's what i i i had all the people telling me like don't do that and i still did it right and it, i'm starting starting to really know in a deeper sense that that's not worth dedicating my life to but i, I still think 90 percent of the time i'm probably using my energy and my efforts on pleasing and confirming and building up the eye of myself. Mm. Um, it's so hard to remember those kind of higher ideals of truth and love and beauty mm. and things like that, even though we talk about them all of the time. Um, but I, I think that men are in this community because they realize there's something about that. Um, mm. And and so it's something we can also use our, our friendships with, our family with to remind each other about, about like something greater there aware that like 90%, you know, most of the time we're going to be in the selfish mode of being as well. Mm. And and like, that's just the way it is. And we don't have to like beat ourselves up about that. Um, but, but we, we need to find synergies of working with ourselves, with our own ego and, and helping ourselves to be like following. I really like the way you had that arrow pointing, like, you know, like we're, we're heading to somewhere higher where you don't really mm. know what's up there, but we're, we're going that direction. Yeah, I think that is very often the case when you don't think about what is what is at the top of the pyramid. That's where you put yourself in. Like, but we, I think that you, asking yourself what is there is the first step to put it out to put yourself out of the top of the pyramid. Do you guys have some further questions or comments? I think, Bolo, quite interestingly, just as you sort of were drawing that uh, picture, that you can sort of land at some sort of vision at the top just by happenstance, by allowing all those other areas to sort of um, have inputs and direct, give direction in your life in, a, in an uncontrolled way. So you, 
where, where you end up in terms of what your, your vision is at the top can be heavily influenced by how you allow your roots to affect you um, and the importance those roots may play in a positive and a negative sense. And then your various relationships, your um, work, um, the, the situation in terms of your intimate relationships and children and family, all of those can have an uninformed or undirected effect upon you that leads you to a, uh, the, the sort of the top of the pyramid and you sort of find yourself in a place living out a vision and a, and a reality that you haven't had too much control over or haven't structured in any particular way. Um, but if you do have a top-down view, if you do know where you want to be, um, you, you, you can't sort of have any control, as you said, over your roots. But what you put your time into in terms of your job and what kind of skills you want, the type of friends you, you have and, and friendships you build, um, the wife you choose and the family you create, uh, that can all sort of then come to this ultimate grander vision that has real purpose and meaning at the end of the day, rather than sort of just bumbling along and suddenly finding yourself one day in a place with a vision that wasn't really your vision, with a purpose that really wasn't your purpose. And uh, your life really seems then quite meaningless. And I think many men who, who sort of hit that midlife crisis uh, are men that have allowed sort of everything to just sort of lead them where they they didn't really ever want to go because they never thought about what ultimately the ultimate goal is, where you want to be at the top of that pyramid. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you, you're right. Like a lot of men would point the arrow at, at uh, vain making money or or like sleeping with tons of women. Uh, and then, yeah, you're right. They, they face one day that it was not worth it or that they wasted their time. I think like like building it up from the bottom to the top um, really um, makes you like sort of a victim of your of your roots when you don't when you don't have a clue at all what what is on the top. So so when you when you have an idea what what your top um, position is, then you then you can use your roots to go there. When you when you don't have a clue, then your roots are like well, my parents did this and that, and that's why I'm, I'm developing like this. And, and you, you tend to blame somebody mm. for, for, for your whole life, in, a, in fact, when you don't have um, a top thing that, that's worth living. Mm. I'd like to mention the opposite problem, because uh, I think through most of my life, I've had quite strong purpose. Uh, and looking back, it's been quite meaningless. Uh, even though those even though those purposes have been altruistic and outside of myself and towards a higher vision, uh, the problem is they haven't come along with the normal everyday goods of of human connection and um, especially human connection and this kind of thing. So I've kind of pursued grand altruistic purposes, uh, but they've actually left me with very little uh, kind of goodness in life. Um, so I think there's there's kind of a danger there. Um, and yeah, I definitely find the talk of purpose in manifesto slightly confusing and off-putting because that's when I think of purpose, I think of like a really stressful thing that leads to you being alone rather than something like that's very kind of rich. Hmm. 
I'm not. I'm not sure if I fully understand. You say that you you had the altruistic purpose, mm. and and pursuing it and achieving maybe some goals there didn't give you the fulfillment that you were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and what would what would be the missing part or like why why the fulfillment didn't follow? Because um, the kind of goals I was pursuing were quite kind of large and abstract, and so I couldn't. I didn't have much like. Uh, feeling of connection I couldn't see the impact of what I was doing um I, I, it wasn't connecting me to other people very well uh, and it was also causing a lot of stress um mm -hmm. so like uh yeah I, I heard Richard saying like he, he was relying too much on a top-down model yeah. and then you, you said Richard do you, do you feel that that's what we do in manifesto is that when we talk about purpose we're also too much top-down and not enough bottoms up not necessarily. I think it's just yeah. I have some confusion about the word because of my my or and some reluctance about the word because it makes me think of the, these kinds of purposes. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think you are doing that uh, when you talk about it, but um, it's a hard it just... balance, right? I don't think we've got it completely right. I'm sure we don't, but mm -hmm. I think it's great that you and Stefan brought up these two excesses from each each direction. That was that was incredibly insightful for me to see that and hear that. And what you were Stefan saying is that 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 when you rely too much on the bottom up, that you might go astray. Or was that what you're saying? No, that you might might blame others for your outcome. That you that you might not be not feel responsible for for the way you go. That that's the people running around and destroying others just because they they have the power to and 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 blame their parents for it because they brought them up in a in a unhealthy mm -hmm. way or something they're not they are not responsible for for um their own actions mm -hmm. and so so i i need i need a certain um point or, or vision where i where i where i heading where i'm heading for otherwise i'm i'm sort of lost in the in the parts that you announced in between the bottom and the top mm -hmm. And and of course, like Richard said, when when you when you um, when you are in a sort of um, weak position and you and you set yourself too high goals and and try try to try to um, become try try to reach these goals and help others while you're weak yourself, it's it's hard to to um, um, to help somebody when you when you need help yourself. So, mm -hmm. so when you when you have a strong foundation, then you can you can um, give to others. When you when you lack yourself, then you can't can't really give. And then then um, having that um, top down um, situation, then then you get lost in in um, helping others, and and you you lose yourself while doing that. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think you're right. So so for me, it seems like the solution is to to do both at the same time, or like both yeah. top down and bottoms up, and and so they fuel each other, or like they, uh, yeah. I think this is where the the you know the the way that religions do it is a little better because you have this you have this high ideal in a religion, but you do it through the small pieces of your own life rather than being like whereas in activism or or charity work you know this kind of stuff it's like oh i have to solve all these huge problems in the world um 
whereas in a religion you can be more like well through through building these you know a family or a friendship or or spiritual practice that is part of this massive vision so it kind of gets both at once mm. without overwhelming you with the massive vision mm. yeah it seems like uh, the, the religions are like having a, a complex approach and they both have the yeah, the ideals and the, the abstract ideas and and the groundwork like practice and and yeah be good to yeah cherish your parents and all these things and and the idea that through doing the small actions in your life that is actually the way that you connect to the the big vision you, you know you don't have to do everything mm. All right, guys. I think we can we can break I, up to, to, to yeah. I, I want to say also that um, I think if you're only on the first and second level, um, yeah, you can set some uh, temporary goals. And uh, if if I'm talking with friends, with parents, yeah, I I can set up some uh, temporary yeah, to to reach a financial independence or something like that. But to get this vision, which is on the top level. I think um, it's very important to reconnect with roots because uh, I even think that it's impossible to uh, have a real uh, value vision um, without reconnection with roots. So what I mean is uh, to look at your grandparents, where they ended their lives, what values left to the end of their lives, because they also were in the same messy situation during their lives. They didn't know maybe what to do, but when they came to the end of their lives, something valuable, uh, yeah, they kept something valuable with them. Mm. So um, I think at, at some point, anyone uh, will get to, will need to look back in the history of your uh, family to see what, what happened and how, how they lived. And, and this, I think uh, can is is necessary to build your own uh, vision, yeah. really truly, tr truly vision, yeah, yeah. which is mm, valuable for all all your life, uh, yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's yeah. I think like it's it's in your bloodstream, like it's it's it penetrates like what your roots are it penetrates you in a way that you are not even aware of like the, the the thing that you know when we were small children what my father was doing like it it formed me in, a, in so many ways on so many different levels that i cannot even really grasp it and and it's yeah it's it's so much of who i am today and mm -hmm. um, uh yeah. I don't know if you all know that I'm a gardener, but I but I can tell you some something um, from the plants' life. And there is there is these fruit trees, and and usually you you put a seed into the ground, and then then a very strong uh, very strong roots build, and a very strong um, base for the for the new tree is is built, and um, and then uh, in the '60s people came up with the idea of building trees out of branches so they like put the branch somehow made it build roots and put it into the in into the soil and and then the branches grew and they and they had fruit like 
after two years, whereas the one from the seed takes seven, eight years to, to build fruit. But these branches trees, they are um, they are completely unstable. They never have solid roots and they they like they have to have a stick nearby to to stand straight. Otherwise, they will just fall apart and they mm -hmm. they also don't live that long. They live like less than half the life of a very strong tree built out of a seed. So so that's mm -hmm. what, what Danny said, that it's very important to to not deny or miss the the grounding that you that you have from your mm -hmm. ancestors yeah yeah absolutely can i just add a little thing from like that i've just been nerding with recently uh, some of you know i've been reading a lot in this book here um, which is called beowulf it's a very ancient uh, story uh, probably the oldest uh, story we have it's a poem actually 3000 lines in in old english um and it it's a it's it's a it's it's a viking story written about so the king of the king of denmark inviting a warrior or a, a warrior coming to the to the king of denmark to kill a monster um and it kind of it writes together the the depths of the history of of uh, kind of scandinavian viking culture with it was the story was written by a christian monk and so it kind of weaves these things together uh, and i think there's a element of our culture that's been forgotten in kind of like the reformation and the kind of puritan christianity that's in that taken over in in much of western europe uh and and that's like like the, the wildness of of our you know ancestors as well so that's obviously far further down than just your grandparents probably looking at your grandparents if you do that really well that's enough but there's also an aspect like you know back in the mists of time this story the poem's probably from the year 600 something like that it's very discussed when it's from but uh the, it, yeah there's that's there's also something there that's really uh powerful and interesting hmm. yeah that's like a broader culture right like that the broader brings us up not only our ancestors but the whole in the whole society influences us also our perspectives and values yeah the thing that i always wonder like when i come to Scandinavia, it's like what happened to the vikings like where are the vikings gone to like <laughs> all these like guys are gone like you know you know the great greatest warriors of the world right and now it's just like all these sweet gentle nice men <laughs> who are so sweet and kind vigo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or lars would you like to comment what are you sitting with? I, I was having some thoughts about building from the top to the bottom of like, you know, the ideal being unrealistic and that being a problem. But I, I'm not so, because I had another thought of like, because in at least in the core integration program, you always built the, from the top, you built smaller habits so i don't know how unrealistic it could be i don't know because i have problems with my visions being like mm, not not really something that i i actually want to do but i think that's just uh an immaturity thing since i'm 21 years old mm -hmm. but you say that that it's that is a problem that the vision is unrealistic um i, I think when you don't ground it in like uh What's it called? Um, the base? I don't know. Yeah, the roots. The yeah. roots. 
I think it it's like uh, how the the tree that like blossoms quickly mm. is also unstable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think like we can also distinguish like the vision, <clears throat> the vision like like a, as a sort of a plan for your life, like where you want to be in three to five years, and that should be attainable. Like you should measure, you know, like it should be feasible and ambitious, of course. But then there's the also the it's sort of the I that was in the it should be it should be something that you constantly aspire to. So it should be in a way unattainable. So it's like inexhaustible in that way. Can I build a little bit on Stefan's metaphor? Because I really liked it about like the grafted branch that became a tree. Because I think wh why do we do create trees like this, right? We we create them because we want them to be as productive and give as much fruit as we possibly can so we can sell the fruit and make a whole lot of money. Uh, and, and so that's why we go for like this quick fix, short process and we don't really care about the roots. We try and create some supportive structures that can kind of hold things in place for as quickly, as long as possible. And we're, we're getting just like get the maximum payoff. And I think that what happens is if you're as a man, don't create your vision based on your own roots is that what happens is you create a vision based on what's in the culture. And so I'm sorry to say it, but when I see guys who their vision is to like solve climate change and, you know, just like deal with all like the big, uh, whatever it is that newspapers and the media is talking about it, for me, it's quite clear that these men are more motivated by the culture, but then by their own roots. And it's, like, certainly my own life looked like that as well. I worked in, uh, as an environmental sustainability specialist for eight years in a big corporate company. Um, so I, the, the culture was what was informing my vision. What does the culture want? Well, it wants me to be a productive, money-making uh, part of society that can contribute as much as I want, but it needs. I need the support. Often my support was like, you know, like either getting drunk or watching pornography or, or whatever it is. Like I needed all these supports to actually hold my life together. And I only lasted for half a life. <laughs> Just like Stefan said, the tree only lasts for half the time, right? So it lasted for half my life, but then pff, everything kind of got knocked over the first time a serious wind came uh, and blew at me as well. And so if, if we want to be a man that that wants to last for a whole lifetime and not have, see like your life work disintegrating in your midlife crisis, you need to really focus as early as you can on this, getting those roots as deep as possible. I think it's a great, great point that Stefan came up with. Culture doesn't, it's just looking to use you. Can I pick up on that in a, a little little sense, in the sense that um, our culture and our society at the moment, there's two sort of main problems when it comes to trying to establish a vision. And the first thing is that we're in a sort of an instant results type of culture. You just want to add water and stir, mm. and then the result is there. Um, and the other is distraction. We're caught by so many different things, and we're focusing on too many things, and there's lots of interesting things to get hold of. But at the end of the day, we don't understand that um, the top of the pyramid is a process that uh, is realized over time. So it takes investment. Um, but it also means we need to think really hard about what that, that end game is. Um, and is it sort of being the top of my career? Is it simply sort of having done all the things that the culture expects from me to have done and to have accomplished to sort of say, I have succeeded? Um, and, and I always sort of pick up on this, that when you meet someone new, often the very first thing they ask you is, what do you do? Um, mm -hmm. And that instantly tells them if you say, well, you know, I'm a, a physicist or I'm a doctor or uh, 
I'm a professor or I, I fix trucks. Uh, and it instantly tells that other person where you are in the, stru the structure, the social hierarchy, um, how important you are then to them and how mm. successful you are. So we're consistently measuring success. And so inculcated in that is that, well, when I look at that top of the pyramid, what does success look like for me? And I don't think that is really a valid um, uh, point to press to. Uh, I really should be looking at what type of person and ultimately for us, what kind of man do I want to be? Um, and then everything else feeds into that over time. Um, so where I start my roots, my roots and my culture and all those things that feed into that um, could make me a money grabbing, um, ruthless uh, achiever who gets what he wants at all costs. Um, and when I do that, am I a success? Have I reached what I want? And when I do, am I happy with that? And the answer 99.9% .9 of the time is no. Uh, you can look at all these big successful people and every day they wake up and they do the same thing. Um, they're still pursuing what they thought they had. Um, and so at the end of the day, I need to realize that there, there is this process. What am, who am I going to be? What, what does that look like? And I need to realize that it's getting there is by being part of a bigger whole. So vision and my vision can't just be me. Uh, I think, Paul, you really touched on that nicely in the big I. Um, and so I've got to get there by being a smaller part of a greater whole, because not all of us are going to solve climate change. Not all of us are going to find a cure for cancer. Not all of us are going to discover the next new um, piece of tech or the, the next new piece of software. But we can do big things if we play a smaller part in a greater whole that brings us all together in some point uh, to this better man, to this better person, to this better community, to this better family. I think there's something there that's important you say about character and what kind of man you want to be. Because I think in some ways it's easy to see the, the route towards just making money as the wrong the wrong route but then i think i got ensnared by the route towards altruism as being the right route and i think the problem with both of those routes is that they're incomplete because if you if you obsess about altruism there's whole chunks of your life that are missing if you obsess about success there's whole chunks of your life that are missing even if you obsess about having a family like if that's the only thing then there's something missing so so it's sort of uh you need a you need a vision of a very holistic vision or maybe like a vague vision like one that's not so pinned down that you you end up cutting out parts of yourself in order to fulfill it yeah thank you alex you actually answered my question i was trying to formulate how to avoid being this uh, you know <clears throat> to get this neurotic uh, narcissism just like you said, I'm going to solve this big thing. I'm going to be this great man. Kind of, yeah. And you look at yourself and you realize you're pretty fucked up. How are we going to change the whole world? Mm. Mm. But at the same time, I believe that we have the potential to be great. 
that if we if we align all those pieces and and work on ourselves on through decades, we we can become like really influential, and we can, you know, like the, the, there are examples, right, like of of great men and also women who who did change the course of history, and so it it is possible, right? Mm, absolutely, but it means that you need to be ambitious. So I think that's something that I hadn't really realized until we started having this conversation is that you actually need to have some ambition. You've got to mm. want to get to that, that level. So ambition is actually an important motivator. Mm. It was really an insight for me seeing that arrow on the masculinity symbol. I, I had never thought about it in that way. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like, that's what a man does. He constantly drives in that direction. That's why everybody's, you know, that symbol isn't just random. It's not like arbitrary that that's the symbol that we use for masculinity. That's because, you know, 10,000 years of men, uh, you know, that it's a universal way of, of showing the masculine being. And yeah, yeah. And I think it just becomes dysfunctional when we deny that part of ourselves. Again, it's like, it's cutting off the roots. If we say, oh no, now we're not going to be ambitious. Now we're just going to be, you know, be in the moment or something like that. Like, yeah, great to be in the moment, but we're also going to be ambitious sometimes. And so direct our ambition towards things that are good for me in a way that's good for others, in a way that's good for society. You know, be strategic about it in everything that I do. I guess I'm an important thing to to have that direction is is to start where i can really have an impact and not to deal with problems on the other end of the world and moan about it and and not being able to do anything about it or or gluing myself to the street and and um wanting to have some impact with that it, it doesn't matter what i do when 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 the the problem is out of reach for me i cannot i cannot solve it and I have to start right in front of my door, and there's plenty of good things to do. And when I go from there, then I then I am really able to achieve something and to to have some impact on the world, some in a positive way. When I start with um, problems out of my reach, I will never have any impact. Yeah, I think you we have to start small and and build from there. Because like yeah, if you if you cannot, you know, like get your household together, like why would you be able to? change the country you know like or change yeah fix anything if you cannot fix your own life so yeah you have to of course like walk your talk maybe one issue is that there's not very good institutions for young people and young men to to kind of enter and start building their you know because you want to sort of start small with your capabilities and as your capabilities grow you you know you can do more and more but there isn't really a place, there aren't many places in society where you can actually do that. So you either sort of just follow a a very default careerist path or you go straight into activism or or, the, or this kind of thing. And, and there's just not good, a good way of, of providing that, that path for people. I think the, the 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 vital element for me still today is like being around other guys who are following the same path. It's like it's so hard to find leaders or father figures or grandfather figures in this. Uh, so what I've what I've really been relying on is 
is brothers who can each add a little part of the puzzle. It's slower and it's a little bit more hassle, full of hassle. And um, it's really hard. You know, I'm living in a town with 300 guys on an island in the middle of Denmark, which is famous for being like really chill and relaxed and unambitious. Uh, and so I, and I really thrive on like, I need other ambitious men around me. Otherwise I feel like I'm dying. Right. And that's what I live off is when guys who, who really want to live life very, very fully and give everything that they have to life and let life take them, you know, th their life out of them somehow. Right. And, and so, and so, yeah, I, 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 I it's a struggle with me all the time and, 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 and. I, I think that you know, I, it's a, it's I, I have to build it slowly, <laughs> and and so I really appreciate having these community, this community here, um, and I think I think that's one of the things that I I really want to infuse more in this community as well. It's like, you know, we men we strive, we lead, we we build, uh, and we don't always do it perfectly, but we but we create space for each other to learn and to support each other to to have higher expectations from each other to be improving. You know, it's like we might not be perfect now, but we don't give up because of that. The last uh, place of mentors uh, in, in our lives as men, I think that's something that also will help us come to a more tangible uh, vision at the top of the, the pyramid, um, is to see men that inspire us and then to engage with them in a way that helps us get to where they are and, 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 and sort of make manifest or physical the qualities that we see in them that we want to to have in our own lives. Hmm. I have a quick question about mentors. How do you know uh, <clears throat> if your mentor is good? Maybe that's a person who put money at the top of their value, got there, and now you only see this person even done perhaps awful things to get there, but he has got there where you want to be. How would you, how would you uh, know as a young person if uh, that mentor is not completely bonkers? I think that you can, uh, you know, like first you 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 choose your mentors carefully, uh, and then and then you know like if if you realize that your mentor was not the good one, then you you, you drop it, no, or you or you challenge him or on it, uh, and if he if he understands, then great, and if not, then then you you find yourself another one, but I think you know like that, you know you 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 look for mentors in the for for mentors in specific areas that you want to develop, right? So you want to learn how to, I don't know, work with food. So you find a guy who works with food and that's what you learn from him. And maybe he cheats on his wife, but you know, like you are not taking lessons on how to build a marriage from him, but you, you're learning this particular skill that you know that he owns. And... Yeah, I, I would say have lots of mentors. Uh, and then, you know, it, I, I would also say like, you know, I, I think Bolo's right, but it's also like there's a way in which like just being around someone and taking, receiving input from someone in your life, their person is going to be influencing you as well. So I'd say never put your mentors up on a pedestal, but ask them critical questions when you see something you don't like. <laughs> um, because I think both both of you can learn more from it and it would actually help the mentor 
as well to benefit from the relationship if you if you challenge him you know if you see something that you think see, looks strange then you know you ask about that so use your discernment with your mentor as well have lots of them and then you know if you do ever if you're so lucky to meet a person that you really see as a life mentor uh, that can even be a kind of spiritual father for you then sometimes you put your faith in that and and i think that's a beautiful thing to do um that to put your faith in in a, in a father figure for you but it's it's difficult and i found I've hurt myself more that way by doing that than I've benefited from it so far. But I, I also haven't given up hope about finding finding that kind of spiritual fatherhood in, in another man. Um, uh, but 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 yeah. I, so I, I think one can discern between that, you know. But putting your faith in a mentor uh, is is a big step, and it's better to ask critical questions to start off with, at least. Um, I, I recently um, elaborated with finding a mentor, and uh, and I found out that, that it's um, that there is mentors for even only tiny, tiny aspects of my life, and and when I when I really ask them for for information and for for their their knowledge, then they like um, blossom in a way. And 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 uh, I don't have to I don't have to like any of of their other character um, issues, but I'm but I'm uh, I'm really uh, worshiping them for that one thing, and and that's what I give them. I tell them that that they are brilliant in that, and and that I want to learn from them, and and that's that's the important connection, and and I don't like. Like you said, it's it's not not important to when somebody's a good drummer to to learn from him about relationships or something. It's just about drumming, and then I can give him that. Yesterday I had had a first drumming lesson, and and the the drummer he's he's a he's an, a man about seventy years old, and he's he's. Um, rather fat and he's uh, looks rather unhealthy and so there's there's nothing i want to learn from him and him in this aspect but but he's a he's a godlike drummer so i i gave him that and and um, gave him his brilliance in that aspect and and that's that made him feel super good and made me feel super good and and i don't want to know about his eating habits habits not at all. So I won't. But that, that's also that. like then you're in a brotherly relationship with him, where you're also building up that man by recognizing his talents and helping him to be seen. And so you're actually also playing a fatherly role for him there by appreciating and and seeing him, right? And and so that's where how we when uh, Father Hans makes this point all the time, which I think is relevant, is that he he talks about paternal love. So men between brothers is actually men between men has a fatherly aspect to it where we challenge each other, we lift up each other, we see each other, we have high expectations of each other and we trust each other 
to you. It's like, hey, my son, you've got this. Hey, bro, you've got this. You can do it. You know, even though if even if the guy himself is a little bit unsure, it's like, no, no, you've got this. You've you've got it. And then if he fails, then you say, well, that was a good effort. Let's do it again. You know, so so we're we're constantly pouring our love into each other as men. Uh, uh, and 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 that's where this, you know, so so if if a guy, you know, we all have areas that we shine and then we have areas that we're we're struggling with. And, and so this is the brotherly uh relationship that we can have and, and we're building up each other. And we should preferably be doing that with all the men around us. We're we're building up the areas, recognizing for what they're good at. Sometimes not, you know, we definitely want to be putting them down for the things that they're bad at. Um, but we are, you know, slowly to the extent that they can take it, helping them to become more aware of their of their shortcomings. Um to the extent that you know it, it's productive mm-hmm. but stefan is the relationship like that like that it's also that you're paternal to him in some way yes definitely yeah we um, from from that that um what i gave him we came into a, a discussion and 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 i told him about my work and and how how i um how i create beauty and and he's he's a very um a sensitive man and he, he also he doesn't look like and um and he, he i gave him some of, of my um sensitivity in my work and and that that's what 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 he um really appreciated to to get from me so so it's in both directions and 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 it, it doesn't it's not dependent on age or something that it's always um you're younger so the older one is the mentor that's not the truth it can be any direction and you you also have to um, give something at any time of life. So it's always both directions. When I joined the military, I just see like it's it's like just constantly men trying to show value to each other and very few recognizing value from others. So it's just like it, it ends up getting like tedious a little bit sometimes because these guys are constantly trying to show how they know something better or have some special insight and impress each other. And but no one's actually recognizing the efforts that the other guys are doing as well. And, and then it just becomes destructive. And so so and then I can see how just one guy who kind of like can receive sometimes it's about receiving, holding, seeing, appreciating. That's the fatherly role a lot of the time. And then as you do that more, then people will be trusting you more to be guiding and leading uh, because you naturally are in that relaxed you don't have to prove yourself that's that's the leadership fatherly role that that we need men to be stepping into yeah yeah hopefully we all step into these fatherly roles with each other and and with the people around us more and we strive towards this arrow up and forward for me, from this meeting, there is this word ambition that stood out somehow. And I think that it was not very pronounced before in our meetings. And, and I like that that is and it it yeah, it came to the surface today. Um so that's for sure my take take out from this meeting as we as we approach the the, the top of the hour. Do you guys have some last comments? Great presentation, Bolo. Really good. Thank you. Yeah, excellently done. I think uh, Bolo came into this organization with some ambition and he's really uh, taken <laughs> uh, a fatherly role for me as well today. That's that's done a presentation better than I think I've ever done it actually on, on vision. So thanks, Bolo. That was uh, excellent and, and really valuable. Mm-hmm.
Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, then thank you for, for coming, for showing up, and, and have a good weekend. And I see you around, hopefully, next time on some common uh, meeting with cross-group meeting. Yeah. Thank you. Guys. Sure. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks. See you.